Welcome back to a special episode of God and Company, a podcast hosted by the Office of St. Anne Youth Ministry and produced by members of St. Anne's Emmaus Peer Ministry Group. God and Company is inspired by the scriptural verse of Matthew chapter 18, verse 20, for where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there. Today, we are gathered with our three Christus Vivit scholarship winners from last June. Uh, we had set this date, well, not the date, but we had set the idea for this podcast back then, talking about how after six months, we would come back together and talk about college experience and talk about the four themes of, of Advent. So I want to welcome to my left, Catalina. Next to her is Aaliyah, and then right next to me is Elijah. Um, we will be talking about the themes of Advent along with our own experiences in, in college. But before we do so, let's start with our opening prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Merciful Father, we pray that we will see Christ in those around us each and every day, especially in the little children as they experience Christmas and the magic of the season. We make this prayer in your name. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to the three of you. Um, I think what we'll do is a quick pulse check of how life has been since graduation from high school and your, um, you know, not necessarily the summer, but your college experience and what, what's been going on since then. So, Elijah, we'll start with you. <clears throat> Hi, Jim. Um, thank you for having me on the podcast. Uh, for life for me, since the last time we met, has been pretty hectic. I feel like there's been a lot that's been going on, you know, from me going up to the school where I originally was going for about a month and then, you know, just not really feeling it and then coming back and then even questioning, like, what I wanted to do with my life. Like, there's been a lot going on like literally and then like mentally with me mm -hmm. and I just feel like the only thing kind of keeping me together was my faith my friends and my family and just like that kind of reassurance that everything is going to be okay and that kind of God has his own plan and that everything even if you feel kind of lost is going to pan out mm -hmm. eventually mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I think one of the one of the benefits of I know I mean I know everything or most of what's gone on um, <clears throat> is we still get to see you around here every week, so that's a blessing. Kat, how about you? I feel like my life has also been pretty hectic recently, and I just feel like during high school I relied on like my dad my mom and just like my friends a lot because I was just always around them like every single day and now that I graduated high school and I'm like in college now I'm like kind of living like or like it feels like I'm living alone mm. and so I just feel like I had to learn how to mature and be independent like and I wasn't even expecting it because um, my family 
they just like moved and that's sort of kind of like why I'm living alone right now and it was just really unexpected because we didn't even plan to move like this early mm -hmm. and especially like mid-year where I'm still adjusting into like the college experience it was just a lot for me but mm -hmm. I feel like now that I finished my first semester I feel like I've gotten like a hold of the feeling of college and I think I'm, I'm good right now so we didn't even say so share where you're going to school I'm going to school at Holy Names University in Oakland and, and Elisha and I'm going to Laney College in Oakland and last but not least, we have Aaliyah, who's visiting, visiting, I should say, coming back home from, from Texas, so. Yeah, my name is Aaliyah, and I'm going to college at University of Dallas in Texas. And I don't know, I've been having a really great time. It's been a really different change of pace because the community is just really different, and I'm really far away from home. But there I've really found my, like a new passion for the Catholic faith and I'm just surrounded by so many people that are really willing to put everything into it. And especially my roommates, are just I really get along with them and they've really been pushing me to be better at being a Catholic. And I've also, through that, also found a really deep passion for sciences. And I'm just really excited to like expand my boundaries and really learn more about you know chemistry and mm -hmm. biology and connect that back to my faith. And I think that's something that I really look forward to in the upcoming years at University of Dallas. That's a huge um, department in the Vatican of science and values and faith because people want to try to sometimes separate the two. And they they really aren't. They're all one. Um, and the, the majesty and miracle of God of how science can be part of our faith. So um, <clears throat> the the outline of the of the podcast was to talk about the four themes of, of Advent, which is we're currently in the fourth week of Advent. We just celebrated the fourth Sunday of Advent yesterday. And Christmas is coming up this coming Sunday. Um, but I, I didn't want it to be lost on the idea that we have four weeks of Advent that we talk about different themes in, in each and every one. And that each theme is independent of itself. Um, so what I've asked is that we talk about the, the four Sundays of Advent, those themes, how that they are um, active in your life, how they're active in your faith. And so we'll start with Elijah, who's going to share with us the first week of Advent, which is the candle of hope. <clears throat> okay, so I think that hope is a pretty crucial part of our lives because a lot of us go through things that not everybody knows about all the time. And also at the same time, a lot of us want to fight that battle alone. And along that path, you know, we could potentially feel like lost. We may not know what we're doing. We may not know like where we're going to end up. You know, we may feel like we're doing the wrong thing. And, you know, that's where hope comes in. You know, it's kind of like that good part where you kind of feel like, all right, you know, things are going to be okay. And um, I could definitely say for myself that hope has been a pretty big part of my life because with all the changes that have been going on this past year, because for me, I feel like 2022 has been probably the most like 
hectic year in terms of like just going through different types of changes, both emotionally and in life and in terms of taking on a bunch of new responsibilities. Like there have been times where I felt overwhelmed and times where I wondered like, okay, is what I'm doing, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing. And I feel like the way my faith kind of was put together in that was, again, I always go back to how God has a plan for everybody and how things are going to happen because God works in mysterious ways. But I truly believe that everything that happens in life is for a reason. You know, we may lose people, you know, things may go wrong. You may not know what you're doing, but little do we know that God really is putting these puzzle pieces together for, you know, what we're bound to be, right? And, you know, whether it's teaching us a lesson or just giving us experience or whatever, that kind of gives me a little bit more closure in knowing that, like, okay, even though I'm a little upset right now, even though, like, I don't know what's going on, even though I don't completely know what I even want to do, like, I know that everything is going to fall together. Mm. But that also can mean you have to place your your trust in God. Mm-hmm. To So I guess my question would be, what what or who do you turn to when you feel a lack of hope in your life? Mm, there's a few people. Um, one of them is definitely my girlfriend, Kat. Um, another person I've turned to recently is my brother, Jacob. And, you know, before me and Jacob had a kind of a rocky relationship where we were always, like, butting heads. But lately we've been able to build a relationship where, you know, I know I could count on him. And, of course, just like my faith in general. And um, I couldn't tell you the scripture, but I even got a a tattoo of a a scripture from the Bible. And it basically, like, summed up, talks about how God is a part of you. Mm. And you you never really need to worry or fear about what's in front of you or what's behind you. Because he's walking with you along your whole path. Mm -hmm. Um. I turn to you, Jim. You know, I feel like ever since I met you sometime in who knows when. Years ago. Years ago. You've just been, you know, another, like, father figure, not just to me, but everybody who's part of the ministry. And you, you know, you help me feel better, too. Every time I come to youth ministry on Mondays and when I see you at church, it's just always a good conversation. As we as we move on to and into Advent, um, each week we grow a little deeper into the preparation. <clears throat> you know, the first I think the first Sunday of Advent was the Sunday after um, Thanksgiving, so we get so caught up in in Thanksgiving and that weekend and Black Friday shopping and and all that kind of stuff. But then as we move into the first full week of December. Uh, we move into that, that second week of Advent that Kat is going to help share with us, um, and that is the, the candle of peace. So, talking about peace, I feel like 
when I was in high school, I never really felt at peace with myself and like mm. just anything like in my life. I always felt like, like I was like never satisfied with anything going on, like whether it's like the people in my life or just like the things going on in my life. And during COVID and especially especially after I graduated high school, I just felt more at peace with myself and everyone in my life. I felt more mature and grown to realize that my effort to like keep a friendship or relationship alive was like never really reciprocated back to me. And most of my friendships was just kind of like, or at least to me, it just felt like one-sided and after high school, I, I was the one who like stopped reaching out first. I, I stopped like asking to be, or I stopped being the one to like ask to hang out. And like, I just stopped texting first. And like, of course I was like sad about feeling like I was losing people in my life and feeling like I was lonely. But at the same time, I felt more at peace cause mm. I, I, realize like my worth and like how effort should always be reciprocated back and so did, did you stop texting as a sign to say if they would text back first if that relationship was was important enough they would they would be the first to reach out or I just felt like like even like right after graduation I, I still felt like I was the only people like trying to mm keep the friendship after high school and like after those first couple of times I realized like wow it's like only me mm -hmm. putting in that effort to reach out and like not the other person so I just kind of stopped and like accepted the fact that you don't have to carry every friendship from high school into college and into like your future and yeah I just accepted that and like in high school I always just tried to like fit in and make sure that like everyone liked me but after I graduated I just I kind of like stopped caring about what other people thought of me and I was more at peace with myself because I wasn't stressing too much about like how others viewed me anymore mm -hmm. yeah and i also i just learned that like falling off with people it's like a normal thing and like it happens to everyone oh yeah it does absolutely so like think back the three of you think back to going from eighth grade to high school you had best friends in eighth grade mm -hmm. are they still your best friends you know probably i mean maybe but we tend to separate, you know, and people go their own ways and people, and, and that's part of life. I mean, it's like when you sign your yearbooks and people, somebody signs your yearbook and say, I hope you never change. Well, if you go back for your 40th high school reunion and you've never changed, there's something wrong. If you're the same person that you were 40 years before, then you're stuck in a, in some kind of mindset. Kat, let me ask you though, how does, how does peace play a part in your faith life? I just feel like whenever I'm at St. Anne's or 
with like my friends from church i i feel at peace like it's like my it feels like my safe space because I, I don't know i just feel like everyone in youth and emmaus and confirmation they just feel like a second family to me so even like whenever i'm struggling with something like elijah said like i go to people from church to rely on and just like vent to them and it just like makes me feel like more relieved and it releases me like from any stress that i have mm. like every time i have like a really rough day at school and whenever we have like a youth ministry meeting after like it just makes my whole day better and i just feel like at peace going home and like yeah okay so we'll move on to the third do you have a question i just want to say something um, just kind of like connecting to what Kat said, um, growing up and then, you know, being a football player, but not just that, but like just as a man in general, you know, a lot of us are taught to, you know, endure a lot of things. We're taught to be strong and all that and taught to kind of just be the one to hold everything together and come into the ministry. You know, that was kind of where I was able to like meet the other side of me that I didn't know I needed where I was able to be vulnerable and able to be emotional and I was in a community where people comforted me and made me feel okay for it and basically it also helped me learn and develop the fact that like you know even as a man it is important to know that sometimes things aren't okay but at the same time, being able to express that really helps. Yeah, I think that's true for everybody. You know, it, just the fact that you can be real. You can be who you are and who you need to be. Um, as it, we, mo we move into the third week, and honestly, it's my favorite week of Advent. Um, one, because it's always the weekend that we have our confirmation retreat, um, but also it's kind of a, like a hint that we're getting close to Christmas and that is the the candle of joy that Ali is going to share with us. Yeah so I mean first I'd like to start off with defining what joy is yeah. right I mean that's just really important so I mean we know it's more than pleasure but I like to think that it's even more than happiness as well it's a state of being it's when our spirit is truly like full it's a fullness of spirit and like when you're truly joyful, it's something that really affects the community around you. And I mean, I think it's important to ask where joy comes from as well and how it can be achieved. So if we think about what our purpose is on earth, well, God created us f through him, with him, in him, and for him. And if we kind of equate God with love, it's clear that we were made for love. Like, mm -hmm. we were made to love, we were made for love. So, in order, order to truly fulfill that fullness of spirit, it is important that we live truly in love. And that's only possible with God. So, it might be tempting to like just say, yeah, we just need to live lo love like how we believe it's right. But it's important to realize that 
because God is love, we, it starts with him. Like we need to start with prayer and like mm-hmm. going to mass and making sure that we're fully like connected to him because it's only with unity through God that we can truly be joyful. So in the context of Advent, like we're preparing for God. So to be prepared for this joyfulness, we need to start with prayer and then we need to be ready for Jesus' presence. And we can see that in Mary's example Mm -hmm. before she becomes pregnant with Jesus. Like she's already very full of joy and grace. So she's like fully ready to receive Jesus into her womb. And that's really cool as a metaphor for us. Yeah. Because if we are truly full of joy, then we'll, we're more able to fully appreciate Jesus when he comes, whether it's through Christmas or through the Eucharist. Either way, like, we receive him in both ways. And something that was really cool to me when I'm at college is um, I was really able to experience this joy in other people that really understood, like, the faith better than I did and I thought that was really interesting there's just a full community there and that was something I strove for as well and so while there I was able to really practice praying more and like appreciating mass more and I think that really helped me develop more a more full spirit and that's really what's helped me gain a more full appreciation for like my family or Mm -hmm. like my education and the faith in general and I think that's I don't know it's really wonderful I just love life it's it's really cool I'm really happy yeah when, um, <clears throat> well, Kat talked a, a little bit about having to go and um, deal with relationships and friendships through high school and certainly leaving the state and going to a school in Texas where you didn't know your roommates in advance. So that the whole topic of faith can be, one, it can be, challenging at first because you're not sure where the other people are coming from or or they're not sure where you're coming from but i think it's really a a neat experience to be able to the the four of you share that faith together and that you're you're able to do that Um, and not just the fact that it's like oh well we should go to mass together or we you know it's it's more than that it's it's lived everyday life but not just through prayer and um, but through the laughter, through the hilarity that the four of you have together, you know, yeah. that you grow together. Yeah, I think like even going into college, they were much more like they were more they were pushing farther or harder than I was. Mm. I wasn't very I was more lukewarm, yeah. to be honest. So like going there, it was really I saw how happy they were and like it was so it's contagious huh? for them. yeah and yeah. i wanted to feel that way too so it was something that really motivated because i want to be happy too sure. so why not pursue that through faith that's just how it works well are you all the same year yeah you're all okay i was gonna say because <laughs> you know if if you encounter underclassmen in future years you're going to be able to spread that and share that with them and they in turn so that cyclical continues um I, I said I was going to take the last, uh, the last theme, which is love, but I'm I'm not going to do it by myself. Well, I'll do this together. So, um, as I'm looking at each of, be warned, you have to speak again. Um, but I, I was thinking about as a parent of preparing to have a child born, 
um, there's fear and there's trepidation in that sometimes because I know as a first time parent when Michael was born, there's there's no uh, handbook they give you that says this is how to be a parent. You know, usually, and what I found in my own life is that I learned how to be a parent from by making mistakes. Because if you do something, if I did something right, I just take it for granted. But if I do it and I, okay, that I messed up, you know, I, I need to learn from that. And a lot of times I think we learn parenting skills and how to be a parent from our parents. Um, well, my dad left when I was two years old, so I never knew my dad. I didn't really know how to be, I didn't have the experience of having a father in my own life to fall back on so I looked at my my experiences with my friends dads you know that kind of thing but then as I reflect back on the holy family and think about what was it what was their experience like of I mean here they're preparing for the birth of Jesus they're having to go all the way to do this census um, the the hardships that they encountered along the way, but what were the conversations that they had along the way that, you know, these are the hopes and the dreams that we have for our child. Um, and, and even before gender reveal, they knew they were having a son. I mean, people back then didn't know that, but they were told that they were having a son, the son of God. Um, so I think the idea of love and the idea of, um, what that love means is similar to the, the whole idea that you shared, Ali, about joy, is that it has to come from God. And that once it comes from God, it's given to us, and it's our responsibility to help that grow, but also to share it, not to just keep it for ourselves inside. Because if we just keep it for ourselves inside, what, how are we sharing that, what God shared with us? How are we sharing that with other people? So um, when I think of, of the, the hope and the peace and the joy and the love, all of those combined that come together um, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus into our lives, we have the luxury of saying, Jesus is reborn in our lives each and every day, or each and every day, but especially each and every year. We know Christmas is going to happen in another year. What do I have to do to understand what do I need to have reborn in my own life? Um, because Jesus will do that for me. Um, but it isn't just on my own understanding of what Jesus can do for me, but what and how I, I surround myself with the people around us that who experience love and share that with me, and I in turn share that with them. So any any thoughts about how love per you know plays into that whole Christmas theme I can start um well I think it's really cool that Jesus came down to earth mm -hmm. I mean if you think about it if God is love and Jesus is part of God I mean think about the love that was between the father and the son it must have been so perfect and so like all-consuming and God sent him down to earth to die like yeah that just shows how much to die to die and yeah. this is like a perfect father-son relationship so imagine how much god loves us if he's sending down jesus to die for us so i don't know there's just a lot of love god has for us and i think that's also like a call for us to be 
vessels of love as well, right? right. right? Um, I always thought of when, when you look at the Old Testament and the New Testament, the Old Testament over and over and over again is God giving an, a community of people an opportunity to commit to him, and they consistently don't. Mm -hmm. But God continues to give them opportunities to make choices, and they almost get there, and then they make the wrong choice again and again and again. Yes. And it's like they never really totally got the idea that God loved them. So it was like God realized in his infinite wisdom that he needed people to understand love by sending his son down so that God became man so that man could learn how God loves in a very human way. Mm -hmm. But I think your statement, Aaliyah, is perfect. God sent his son down, not, and it didn't end there, but he sent his son down to die. Yeah. So that we could understand the the love that he has for all of us. Yeah. And he sent Jesus down also to be like an example for us. Right. So even though it's inevitable that we're going to sin, he calls us to be perfect. And that's like a really hard goal. But I mean, it's also beautiful in the sense that we have such a capacity. And because we were made in God's image, it was just so we have such a capacity to be good. And like, even though we're imperfect, we can ask God to give us the graces to really. Well, the graces and the mercy and the compassion that God has mm -hmm. says that even though you're going to mess up, I'm still going to love you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Adding on to that last thing you said, um, like no matter how much you mess up, God will still love you. And that's just how like, that's just how I feel like about all of my relationships. Like, no matter how, like, their opinions and, like, how they treat me, like, I'm still going to love them no matter what because I chose for them to be in my life for a reason. And I just believe in, like, good karma. So I try to, like, reciprocate love the way that I want to be treated to. Mm. I feel like love is just kind of about putting on to other people like what you think is best for them, right? Like the way um, Aaliyah was talking about how God sent Jesus down to die. You know, obviously, like if you ever heard that from anybody, you would probably be thinking like, what? But, you know, in God's image, like he sent him down so that we would be forgiven for our sins. And just kind of like a little bounce off from that. Like, I feel that pretty much in order to really show love is doing what in your mind is what's best for the person that you're showing it to, right? And, you know, that could be shown in many different forms and ways. And, yeah. I think one of the challenging things, too, within our faith is that, you know, we're we're in the last week before Christmas, and then I think ahead two months, and we're gonna be starting Lent, where we're starting to prepare for Jesus' journey to to his death. 
um, that we have these highs and lows that go back and forth, but I think we're challenged each and every day to to live out that gospel message and to live out that that challenge of um, how do I recognize Jesus in other people, in each and every person that we come in contact with, um, and where do I see the joy in those people? Saturday we went up to St. Anthony's, and we turned the corner to go into uh, up the street, up Golden Gate Avenue, and there was a guy there, and it was cold Saturday morning, and there was a guy in, in a wheelchair and t-shirt and shorts, and his eyes just lit up when he saw the group, and he says, oh, the volunteers are here, um, and here's this guy, he, he had to be cold, and um, but he, all he did was express joy in, in seeing other people who were coming to, to help. And I think that that really opened the eyes of some of our, some of our young people that, um, that had the opportunity to, to see life in a different way, you know, in a tender one. So, so with all of our themes and all of our, our hopes and dreams and leading up to, to Christmas, um, I think what we'll we'll close with prayer and um, any any special things you're doing. Well, before we do that, anything special doings you're doing for Christmas? I'm opening presents. Wow, that is original, Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> any special family traditions you have? Uh, no, me nah. I'm just staying with the family. We used to go up with my cousins, you know, about like three, four years ago. But after, mm. yeah, it just kind of stopped. Mm. How about you, Kat? Honestly, I'm not sure what I'm doing for Christmas because I just have like a lot of family. So that just means like a lot of like get together. Being spread out all over the place. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes like they're, they're scheduled like the same time. So. Mm. And it's like it's up to me to decide like which one I'm gonna go to, and it's just really hard because like I want to see everyone, you know. Right. Yeah. How about you, Aaliyah? I don't. I don't think I have any plans. I go to LA for like the New Year's. Oh, good. Yeah, that's cool. Good. Mm -hmm. Good. One of the things we always do, uh, or in the last few years, um, is go to the. A Christmas concert up at Grace Cathedral in San Francisco, and we did that yesterday. So it was it was our only opportunity to. We walked down Powell Street and walked past Union Square um, to see the Christmas tree, but it was at the same time that they were celebrating the first night of Hanukkah, which was neat because, um, I mean, usually you don't see a Hanukkah celebration, um, and there were a couple thousand people in Union Square celebrating that. So I, I thought. You know, we our roots in Christianity are from Judaism, um, so it's good to appreciate their the faith that um, that where it all started from. So, well, thank you, thank each of you for do, for doing this, and again, congratulations on winning the scholarship. I mean, you were the first ones to to win that award, and we're going to follow it up this year. Uh, we're just getting ready to start doing fundraising for it. And we'll have another, either one or two award winners um, this coming June. Okay. All right. Let us close in it with our prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Merciful Father, you've given us your Son as your loving presence in the world. Create in our hearts the room for your love to grow. Forgive our shortcomings and prepare our hearts for your coming. We ask this in the name of the child Jesus, whose message to us still remains, love one another. And together we say, Amen. May each of you listening to this podcast have a blessed, holy, and happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to this episode of God and Company. We are really excited for the upcoming year and continuing our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And with that, we'd like to wish you a blessed and safe week. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year's. Ciao!